0: How's it going everyone? Welcome to the latest edition of the All The Anime, Anime Limited podcast. I'm Jeremy Graves, coming to you today from The Office Studio in what, at this moment in time, at time of recording on the 10th of May, is beautiful, sunny Glasgow, Scotland. I am joined in The Office Studio each and every podcast by one Mr. Andy Hanley. Hello everyone. And also joining us in The Office Studio is... Me. Me. That is Keith Copling. Hi, everyone.
1: A random stranger.
0: <laughs> that, everyone, is Jessica, returning from her from a multitude of trips abroad. See when you've been gone for about two months, Jessica.
1: Roughly.
2: That's because she's our appointed jet setter.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and Andrew.
2: Who's our appointed jet failure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> munch, munch.
2: As he slowly munches on a piece of shortbread in the corner.
3: You hear that, Keith? That's me not laughing. I hear what's under out control outside, but. It's the
2: sound of your despair, Andrew.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's been a few weeks since we last did one, completely unintentionally. I, I sodded off for about a week and a bit. So it's
2: your have... fault then as well?
0: Yeah, my fault for at least one week. And uh, then it just didn't happen. Then we were going to do one last week, didn't happen. We were then going to do it earlier this week, didn't happen. But we're doing it now.
2: On this table.
0: Yes. Excellent.
2: Good. Please proceed. (laughs) Yes, Keith. Don't let me interrupt.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're in one of those moods today. It's not even Friday, you're in one of those moods. I'm feeling sassy today. There you go. First of all, everybody, if you have not already and you're perhaps listening for the first time, This could be an interesting episode, please bear with us. But make sure you visit alltheanime.com, our official website where you can get the details on all of our upcoming releases and cinema releases as well. If you want to, make sure you hit us up on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, we are All The Anime. And if you want to find our YouTube channel, where you can watch a bunch of trailers and clips and such of things that we've been releasing, it is youtube.com slash alltheanime. Upcoming events, because it's May, everybody. And we're now just a few weeks away from the MCM London Comic Con. (laughs) It's going to bring (laughs) me
3: MCM Comic Con. Oh, God.
0: Uh, Keith, you're looking forward to your, I was going to say long van drive, but I don't know if long kind of cuts it for you. Well, we basically
2: set aside a whole day for it, because when you you travel the whole length of the M6 and then the M25, you're just asking for trouble.
0: But hey, you you don't have to go by the North Circular, do you? Or do you end up going by the North Circular now? I forget. I don't
2: know. I just I just put on the uh, the cow catcher, put the flaming torches on the side of the van, and then we just crash through everything we can on the way.
0: So it's a bit like the final Resident Evil film or Mad Max, take your pick. Yeah, Fury Road, full Fury Road experience. Okay.
2: About halfway down, uh, Andrew normally gets out on top of the van, starts playing his uh, flame throwing bagpipes. Very <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> okay, culturally Yeah. Relevant. <laughs> Well, it will be revelant. Revelant, yeah, whatever. God, I can't speak.
0: What be the story in the podcast. So, Jessica, welcome back to the show. How, how have your trips been? Because you've been away for so long. Any random stories you can share with us? Any random occurrences? How was Japan?
1: Oh uh, well, surprising this year, we almost missed the sakura blooming. I mean, we caught it uh, really last minute, uh, so it was kind of I managed
2: to catch it, so that was nice.
1: Yeah, so it glimpsed uh, along with the market. It was a long trip, interesting, a lot of new interesting series coming up for this year, and uh, movies, and exciting new projects for all of us.
0: Things we can't tell you about yet. Exactly.
1: It's a secret.
2: <laughs> that we're
0: just hinting at to tantalise you. <laughs> so, Jessica, because Keith and Kat were obviously out with you and Andrew this time in Japan accompanying you, some might say trying to be bodyguards, but who knows? We don't know I who would, were there.
2: I <laughs> would not. Yes, <Yeah>, because <laughs> I am
3: so physically imposing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on, on a good day you are, Keith, on a good day.
3: I might use them both as cannons. It's never a good day. Both, so, um, both of them may, may just fend off a few people before they die. What is your ablative meat shield? Yes. Yeah, Fantastic.
1: Actually, we used them to do all those kind of things we never do in Japan.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, we I'm, just told them <laughs> it's socially acceptable to do a long list of things. <laughs> I mean, Logan Paul set the bar pretty low, so oh, we God. just
0: to... <laughs> we, we, don't
2: talk, we don't talk about that shit, pal.
0: So the reason I wanted to, to bring this up was I wanted to ask, was there anywhere that you and or Andrew recommended to Keith and Kat to go that they did go to? that you knew that they would enjoy and, they, and you, they enjoyed it as much as you thought like is there something you had in mind where you were like Keith needs to visit in well, certain they, places they,
2: they, they tell me to go to hell quite often so. <laughs> 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 was that the airport we so managed
1: to arrive there
2: safely but
1: uh, it, it was back so I guess um, what places we suggested you to go
0: I know, you took, Keith, you mentioned you went to like the Gundam cafe and you went to like a bunch of shops and stuff, you went up Tokyo Tower, you walked for miles and miles Both and miles. Both your Tokyo
1: Hands, uh, the Bengali store.
0: Yeah, I went to the uh, Eva store
2: and that was well classy. Describe. Uh, the going Saw was a strange one. It was There was some really nice stuff in there, but it's uh, it's proper fashion, for lack of a better word, so I didn't actually buy much from uh, that,
0: if anything. Are you but, implying but, that clothing was expensive?
1: It is like he bought
2: stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> bought- <laughs> 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 it, it's not that it's expensive, though it is expensive. It's the fact that, because uh, I'm a bit of a turbo nerd, I like... Because this is stuff that's made so you can be a nerd but keep it on the down low, so it's all very nice, classy shirts, and with a lot of the designs, you don't really realise it's an anime reference, unless you're familiar with the show, because I think it's meant to appeal to a broader spectrum of classier mm-hmm.
0: fans. Well, sometimes it's one that it's kind of but like... I'm a... a
2: bit more trashy, so it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like I got that uh, Evangelion hoodie with the... Uh,
0: that literally zips all the way over your head. Yeah, it has the
2: uh, zero one sound only thing written on the front, because, yeah.
0: Is that, I, what, is that what you're going to be putting on, like, when you finish the drive down to
4: Expo? Uh,
2: <laughs> Just yeah. like you see, I, I don't like buying total trash, but at the same time, I still like to be a little bit trashy with what I get, so... So you're partial trash? Yeah, whatever, but the, the, the stuff at the Evangelion store is beautiful, but... Uh, yeah a lot of it didn't appeal to me because as I said I, I veer towards the shabbier trashier end of
0: the spectrum when it comes to stuff so sometimes the uh the clothing that does go down the best is the ones that you that you don't necessarily think oh like that's a reference to that it's like in wrestling sometimes the best wrestling t-shirts are the ones that you don't necessarily instantly think are associated with wrestling mm. Like, they're the ones that just stand out, be it from a design point of view, or it's not just someone's face on a T-shirt. Though, for anime characters, it's a bit different story, I guess, depending on the series. Andy, what kind of T-shirts from anime have you bought in the past that you think, that's kind of a that's a clever reference to an anime that people may not know instantly? Is there a good example so you can help dig me out of this hole I've just dug?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly <laughs> there, there, there are a few that I've got that are just kind of... They sort of look like your sort of generic sports t-shirts that just have, like, the school name from the show or whatever. Like, I've got a Medica Box one that's just Hackanyway Academy on it. And, like, the logo. And, like, unless you knew Medica Box and you knew that reference, it just looks like some kind of, like, sports college or something like that. So, yeah, there are quite a few of those around that are just, like, logos that, without context, you'd just be like, Oh, yeah, that's just a t-shirt. Cool, so uh, NCM London
0: Comic Con, as I mentioned a few moments ago, it is coming up in just a few weeks, everybody. If you've, not, if you've not got your tickets already, make sure you head over to NCM Comic Con's website. And uh, recently, there was some news on the anime spectrum that was revealed because Shoji Gatto, the creator of Full Metal Panic, He's going to be coming to MCM London, everybody. Thanks to
3: Funimation now and MCM, which is really cool.
0: Indeed. He's going to be taking part in some panels. There's going to be some signing sessions as well. Also, something else we can tell people about, isn't there, Andy?
4: When it comes to what else people can watch while uh, getting ready to, to hear from Mr Gatto himself. Yeah, so as part of those guest panel panels, uh, we will also be screening uh, the first episode of Fullmetal Panic, Invisible Victory. Um, in, in its uh, language? Indeed, in its uh, dubbed form, good your your funimation. So uh, yeah, if you haven't caught the series yet, that's a, a good primer to those Q&A sessions. And to be honest, like, given how much I'm enjoying Invisible Victory thus far, even if you have watched it, a good excuse to watch it again will not go amiss, because it's been really good so far. I've not had a chance to watch Invisible Victory myself yet but really in, in
0: some ways I, I almost want to hold out for the dub just because I've got such a strong affinity with the dub of Full Metal Panics, it's how I watched it first and it just worked really well now I've not gone back and watched it dub mind you I blitzed it all subtitled recently to catch up for Invisible Victory but I would still be interested to hear it because I think they've tried to bring back some of the original cast members if know, I I've back most of the original mm. cast I think this pleases me <laughs> good So yes, everyone, MCN London Comic Con, we will be there in full force as well, Team Anime Limited. We will have some panels over the weekend. There will also be two panels for Shoji Gato. it's worth noting. One on the Saturday, one on the Sunday. You can find more information about that at alltheanime.com and from our website, blog.alltheanime.com. And yeah, we'll have uh, more info to reveal to you about our activity at MCN London soon. Stay tuned, there's some cool stuff coming. Recent releases! We're in the month of May now, but we might as well backtrack a little bit. The 30th of April, saw the release of Kiss Him Not Me, Erased Part 2, finally, and Mind Game!
2: <laughs> I love that, finally,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's <wasn't> been a while, <laughs> but, but yes, and Mind Game, that being the film by Masaki Uasa. All of those are available to add to your collection now. Then this coming Monday at the time of recording, the 14th of May, Persona 3 Movie 3 Standard Edition Blu-ray will be released. Then, on the 28th of May, there's a lot of stuff coming out. If you, if you have a bank account, you won't do by the end of that day. Because there is Sword Art Online the movie Ordinal Scale, Fairy Tale the movie Dragon Cry, Gundam Origins 1-4, to The Chronicle of Chart Char- and Sailor, Limited Collectors Edition Blu-ray Set. Got that out somehow. There's also Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. And there's also Lupin the Third Part 4. There's a whole heck of stuff coming out. Yep, it is a busy day. And and some might say that if the stars are lying, if you're going to be at MCM MCM London the few days before that, you might be able to pick up some of those at the event from the All The Anime booth, which I'm going to politely call All The Anime Dot Table.
3: Why? What's a rude version of that? (laughs) Dot Table. Dot, fuck you, It's a table. Well, there goes the clean rating. Um, you already really said shit pale well. earlier. He said show. shit pale earlier.
0: I heard... Um... I did. Why did I say... Oh, Logan Paul.
2: Yeah. Yeah, shit pale. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go. See? He did it too. Some recent announcements for you, because we've had a few. <laughs> First of all, Tokyo Ghoul Season 3 is now available to watch on Funimation now. For those of you who've been holding up for the English dub episodes, you can watch the dub episodes that have been launched thus far at Funimation now. You can also watch the first two seasons as well. Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust is going to be coming out on May the 28th, as we mentioned. There is a limited collector's edition Blu-ray set that will be exclusive to alltheanime.com in the early going, but there will be a standard Blu-ray and DVD version down the line, and the collector's edition will also end up going to other retailers down the line as well. You can see a full unboxing of that set right now at blog.alltheanime.com. We announced the details of our fairy tale dragon cry release, so you can get the lowdown on that. And there will likely be an unboxing coming in the next few weeks for that as well, so stay tuned. Loop in the Third Part 4, mentioned that a few moments ago. You can get the lowdown on what to expect from that as well. Worth noting, because we know we had a lot of questions about this, but we did take the time to write a flipping long FAQ about it, so I encourage you to read it at blog.oldanime.com. But the limited collector's edition Blu-ray set that is coming out on the twenty-eighth of May is a subtitle-only release. There's a whole myriad of reasons why that is the case. Go and read the FAQ for the full lowdown. But there is a dubbed version coming down later on once those version, once that version of the series is available for us to release. If you buy it from us, uh, if you buy the Part Four Collector's Edition set from us at either an event that we are exhibiting at, so all the Anime Dot Table at an event. Or from alltheanime.com, you will be entitled to get a discount on purchasing the dubbed version down the line. Head over to blog.alltheanime.com, blog.alltheanime.com. I'm talking too fast, and to slow down for the details. Rocker, Braves of the Six Flowers. We're going to be releasing that very, very soon on Blu-ray and DVD, and there's an English dub with it. Shock horror! Want to know more? Visit blog.alltheanime.com for all the info. Tommy, I mean, where can I get my double glazing? No. Not at blog.alltheanime.com. We also revealed this week details on our release of Night's Short, Walk-On Girl, where there will be a bundle exclusive to the alltheanime.com all webshop. I've got to stop this. Um, that will be exclusive to the alltheanime.com webshop. That will also come with a really cool-looking poster. As well. So, if you want to know more on that, visit our blog. You should know the address by now. We need to get you a sandboard of like. Just keep it blogged yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and finally, something I know Andrew is excited about, but we announced a little, while ago, a little while ago, since our last podcast, that we will be releasing the film Penguin Highway in the United Kingdom.
3: I fucking love penguins.
0: That, that's your pitch, everybody. <laughs> that's the sales pitch. I'm
3: really looking forward to it. It's a it's a really beautiful film. I'm like yeah, it'll be interesting. So if you like um Night's like Short Walk on Girl or Tatami Galaxy, you'll see some or eccentric family actually by the by. You'll see some familiarity with like between that and Penguin Highway, as it's the same author. Um Colorado done. It's Colorado's first film. Like actually first thing beyond short work and adverts they've done. And it's really it really stands out, like actually it's a good starting point for them, I think, and I can't Honestly, I can't wait to see the full film, and I can't wait to see where they go from this as well. Don't know about anyone else. Mm,
4: yeah, and, I'm keen to watch it as well. I, I also like penguins, and I mean, highways are okay too, so, you know. It's, not it's, it's at the same the time, voices. but I
3: wouldn't recommend penguins on a highway. They're not likely to survive. No. Basically. As long as it's not the M25, then... Oh, they'll
0: yeah. survive there, because traffic doesn't move on it.
3: Yeah, Yeah. It's yeah. it glacial, actually. Especially when you get round by like
2: Heathrow. Yeah. Uh, I'll be avoiding that stretch.
4: Probably more dangerous
2: to, to get around to east the east
0: side. Mm-hmm. True. So, yeah, we've had a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I can't talk to the hell so uh, Try that again. So, we've announced a lot of stuff recently, haven't we, everybody? Yes. Yes, yes we yes, have. Yes, Uncle Jeremy. This is like a really crap pantomime, but there you go. Oh, no,
2: it's not. Suddenly, everyone <laughs> was overcome by existential ennui. <laughs>
0: If you fancy some reading material, everybody, make sure you head over to our blog, not only to read all those announcements I just mentioned, but also because we have some cool features and articles on there as well, yeah. such as Mitchell Lynham, looking at the classic inspirations behind Persona 3, Jonathan Clements on the new memoir of Mario Cada, Andrew Osmond with a piece about Mary and the Witch's flower. We've also got a piece about the, the band behind the first opening to My Hero Academia, and also the series Love Live Sunshine as well, which will be coming out in June. More details to come soon at blog.alltheanime.com. Where's that again? It's behind you. <laughs> Sorry. So some bits and bobs of news from around the world. Uh, I guess the first one we should probably really touch on. And Andrew and Jessica, if you want to chime in as well, uh, it's pretty worth mentioning this to kick off things. Mirai is it can, and it's a pretty big deal, isn't it?
3: It's really cool, actually. I like Jessica's talk better.
1: <laughs> well, it's a great. It's. Um... The first time uh, a movie has a premiere, a uh, Japanese world premiere.
3: Award premiere in Cannes, so it's really a big deal. And it's really cool, actually. I mean, it's like so, it's like it's not only like the third ever thing screen in the uh, Kanzen for anime, it's also a world premiere. Everything else before has been an international premiere, but it means it's screened in Japan first, so it's really rare to get something like this where you you literally can't have seen it anywhere else in the world first. And there's a lot of people from Japan coming to see it based on the guest list I've seen. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess a lot of people in Japan are quite jealous about it.
1: And excited about it at
3: but, the same time. But actually, so does a long history with France and premiers for his work. Um, for the, like for Wolf Children, actually, the, premier, the world premiere, was also in Paris, I believe. Um, so in France, in this case. And it was a broadcast to Japan. Actually, like the, well, not the actual screening. But I was going to say, what? <laughs> like, the, um, the the preamble yeah. stuff from Hosoda-san and such was all part of the Japanese press tour. So, there's a long history of France being very glamorous, actually, for theatrical launches for anime, but this is the first time it's ever tied into Cannes, which is hopefully a really good sign for people who are, like, hoping for the... Like, for a Hosoda film or an anime film full stop to hit the... Uh, like, the Oscar track. I mean, so to get onto the Oscar track, as I would call it, like, you kind of need to take a lot of boxes on the way. It's not a prerequisite. You don't get to the Oscars by doing all of these things, but every little thing helps for critics in the Academy notice. So there's um, Cannes, there's San Sebastian, there's Venice. Um, to a lesser extent, there's London, but to a greater extent, there's things like Toronto as well. Like, in the English-speaking, world, well, Toronto is probably the... The number one festival people look to as a, a portent for the, the Oscars as well. It's not going to be an easy year for the Oscars next year, but like with things like Isle of Dogs and such in the lineup too, potentially for, for the nominations. But like, honestly, if it can tick a few of the boxes on the way, it's good. And to tick the box right out the door for Cannes, like in the Cannes Director's Fortnite, it's a great step. Especially since the last person the Cannes selected. Like, for entry, was a uh, Isao Takahata for Princess Kaguya. And, like, honestly, the film has all the, the hallmarks of being something really back on form for, for Hosoda. I mean, I I always felt, at least, that The Boy and the Beast was a weaker film. Like, I don't feel it was... I feel like a weaker film for Hosoda, though, is still a very good anime film. Like, it's still on the level of most of the auteur's like who are like it's still growing up in a like in the anime space and such. So it wasn't a bad film, it's just Hasoda's films normally transcend that for me. They kind of mm-hmm. break out. And the Boy and the Beast just was a little bit too long and I enjoyed it still. I enjoyed the music especially and the character design, the animation, etc. Just felt like it was a bit of a like a growing pains film, sort of, for Hasoda as a director. And I feel like moving from that on to working on like like um like on mirai has been pretty good i think it's really based on the trailer and everything i've seen in the background so far i'm really impressed
0: and and let's not forget everybody you will get a chance to see it later this year because it will be coming to uk cinemas more details in the months to come but it is coming to uk cinemas and I'm sure we'll probably be hearing a few more bits and bobs relating to it being at Cannes and probably how it was because, uh, Andrew, all going well, you're hoping to be over
3: there, aren't you? Yeah, uh, not just all hope it's going well, I've got my flights and a hotel booked. Oh, there you go, then. <laughs> I, really, I really hope I'm going to be there because if I'm not, I've just wasted money on a hotel in Cannes during the festival, which as everyone who's tried to book it before will know. is not a, an easy task.
1: And we have also tickets for the premiere, so... That's also helpful. There you go.
0: <laughs> cool, so hopefully we'll be able to get almost like an, I won't say an on-site report, because that might be very disrespectful, but we'll be able to get thoughts of the actual premiere itself once it has happened. Keith? Yes? You went to see *What and the Witch's Fire* in the cinema. How did you find it?
2: That's a loaded question, isn't it? I enjoyed it, but I was left unsatisfied. hmm it's it's a very it's a very well animated film. It's obviously got a decent budget behind it. Uh, Studio Ponoc have uh, nailed the Ghibli look and feel. Pat, unfortunately, the narrative is not as strong. It basically feels like a Ghibli film with no soul, which was unfortunate because because they're trying to ape Ghibli so much. Uh, if they tried to animate it in a different style, I perhaps would have been a bit more forgiving about the bits about the plot that bugged me. But because they were obviously trying to ape a Ghibli film, it just where they weren't quite hitting the mark, it was it made it even more obvious because it's like in a Ghibli film, you know exactly what would be happening here, here, and here. And I mean, it's worth a watch. It's just as I said, it just felt a little soulless. You didn't, I didn't really connect at any point with the characters. There's narrative jumps that don't make much sense, things aren't explained where, some, where things are explained it doesn't really add anything or brings up more questions than answers. My biggest question from a film is where are the Ewoks? <laughs> oh yes, of course the school of Endor here
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was mis- missold the film I believed it would be an enthusiastic film that Ewoks and I was betrayed, I, I, I feel I
2: Anyway, carry on. Yeah, basically, I, I I, 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 I think the sort of like thought I had immediately afterwards is, uh, I mean, I've, have you ever had that thing where there's a picture you really like and you've seen someone else do a copy of that picture and it looks perfect, but they haven't got there's something not quite right and it doesn't feel the same? Mm. That's what watching this mm. film is like, which is a shame really, because there was a lot of potential there. There were so many things going on that you see, oh, they could have developed that a bit more, you could have done this here to connect those up better. And it's never a good, I never find it a good sign when during a film I'm trying to make up narrative and find different ways to connect things that the uh, film itself doesn't do. So yeah, it's worth a watch, despite all my many criticisms, but yeah, it could have been so much more than it is. Mm. How how packed was the screening that you went to? Uh, about that number I'd expect to see in a small cinema for a screening like that. It was maybe about a fifth full.
3: Okay. I'm actually a little bit disappointed because my, we, we actually have bets on in the office for how the box office is going to perform for Mary. And would you believe it, we're not actually betting low numbers. We're actually, like, we want, despite us being a rival to, like, you know, it's not one of our films... Every film that goes out that's an anime that does well is a benefit to everyone who does anime, so not just us, but, like, it benefits altitude, it benefits manga, when anyone does a good film. Because whatever you land up next will make it easier to sell into cinemas and to push people to go and see. Um, however, it would look like just now, it's gonna. my guess is based off the, the box office posted so far, it's going to perform better than Asylum Voice, but nowhere near where Marnie performed. Hmm. which is a worry for me because it tells me that it makes it look like at least, like it, like whether it's true or not, and I actually argue it's not true it makes it look like the, the film is on a down, like the director is on a downward trend for performance it would be like after, for example my hope is for Boy and, after Boy and the Beast that actually, like in Japan Boy and the Beast performed actually pretty well, on par with expectation I believe oh, you might know better than me Jessica on that one actually but, I mean, I think it performed... Like, it performed, me. No one was disappointed in Japan by it. It didn't exactly light up the box office beyond where Wolf Children went before. Whereas, like, I would exp- I'm would, i hopeful for this one doing well. But, you know, again, you never know until it comes out. So, you know, like, in a couple of months' time, I may be going, <laughs> who knows? Um, uh, it's but, worth mentioning now, actually. The reason
0: you mentioned a couple of months' time is because 27th of June, that is when Maquia... When the promised flower blooms Will be in cinemas And you can get tickets for that Right now everybody Head over to maquiafilm.co.uk well, To buy your tickets
3: Well it was a good, good advert there What I was referring to Was actually uh, Mirai's I meant was Mirai's release In, oh, Jap- like in, uh, <laughs> in Japanese cinemas mm. Because that will be What's the, the indicator really And like last year Was a real uh, like, I would say last year Was a victim of its own success The year, uh, year before success like, you don't get massive hits every year in a row. It just doesn't happen. And, like, the thing, the best you could hope for the year after a major wave, like Your Name and Shin Godzilla, actually, is to get something a bit more, like, kind of a nice middle... of Something like The Boy and the Beast actually works quite well the year after because it, co- it coasts pretty well. It meets expectations but doesn't jump over it. But both films last year, Fireworks, which was one of ours... Like, a Mary both, for different reasons, kind of hit stumbling blocks in Japan. And the trouble at that point is, if you hit the stumbling blocks in Japan, the trouble, like, you have to move on from there and try and build the hype externally. Like, and it doesn't have to be that the film's bad or the film's problematic or whatever, it's just for one reason or another, if it doesn't resonate in Japan, the onus is on the international licensees to create create the hype and the popularity that will get people to go and see it both are totally possible as well. There are films which have worked okay in Japan, but taken off hugely internationally. Ghost of Michelle, for example, is the, is the one I always go back to because it's standing right there in the, the forefront yelling at you every time it comes up as an example. But, I mean, even Akira, for example, was not as big in Japan as it was internationally. And, like, the, like, the reason is simple, you know? Like, the... the that kind of title just resonated better internationally at the time and i would argue even still still now to an extent um and became iconic as a result that's an example of a time where it's it's on the international audience to build build the reputation on their own and like yeah like i think the trouble with with fireworks was it was kind of i think it was very down to the line i think there was a lot of of challenge, I think it's a worthwhile film to see. It's still visually, it's visually beautiful, and like the plotline is then. If you've not seen the original fireworks, I think it it stands. It stands as an interesting piece to watch, well, at least.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting but, development of the studio Shaft. Anyway, I mean, for those who are following the studio through the Monogatari series or other products, it's I think an interesting uh, development of the studio going towards something that it was an attempt at being more mainstream because of the content in Japan was adapted many times and known by people. But internationally it didn't have the same impact because the movies, the original movies was not so popular or known by the audience. So the strategy and the impact was totally different.
3: Yeah. Like and like I think for like on the other side of the line for, for Mary, I think it's a problems Basically, Keith hit on the head, even in Japan, if you look at, like, some of the Japanese cinema review sites, like, it just didn't, like, because it looked, like, it looked like Ghibli, so it all on paper could have done, well, I have high hopes of Pomog long-term as well, I think people like Altitude have placed a good bet long-term in the future. Well, yeah, well yeah, in like terms I'll of production
2: values, it was fantastic. It's just, they yeah. need a stronger, more coherent narrative.
3: But I think that'll come in time. Like, I think, like, when you... Especially when you're standing on your own and beginning to take works to adapt, and Sarge, so it takes a bit of time... Like, time to find time your, to flow, find your yeah. flow and footing. And, like, it's very rare that the first film out from a new studio is... is so seminally great. I mean, you know, for Shinkai, like, it took... Multiple films to get to the point. I mean, like five centimeters.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say again, despite my criticisms, when I came out of the film, I didn't feel like I didn't feel hard done no. by. Like,
3: and like I say, like I mean, like five centimeters for, for Shinkai was the third film in the series. Like in like in his his cinematography, and like it, each one kind of built to a point where you went, you know, this is pr- this is pure like Shinkai, for mm. example. So I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, I always have a soft spot for Marnie as well, though. So. I'm possibly one of the odd ones out, I guess, but... Did anyone else like Marnie here? No, it wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be <laughs> to Here be we friend. go, <laughs> yes. I had a feeling that... Would be. Yeah, so maybe I'm the odd one out in it, but... Like, at the, at the end of the day, like, both films last year hit that stumbling block because the comparison was so... Like, the, the bar was set so high the year before. So... I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm I'm very interested to see what this year brings. Like, and like, I think it's gonna. Like, it, it's easy to start comparing everything to your name. But the fact is, much like when we were yeah, Ghibli, like play it's well, I mean, not but... just one director in Japan. It's like
2: it's just a choice. Mary and the Witch's Flower. I think it would have the would have been better overall. I would have been more forgiving if it wasn't. As I said, if it wasn't for the fact they were so clearly trying to go for something that looked like a Ghibli film. Yeah, like I because if you if you're gonna if you're gonna ape another studio style, especially Ghibli, you better make sure you get it right because people will have those expectations for you as well. You're already kind of setting yeah. yourself up a already very high bar to clear with that. Yeah. Which yeah,
3: like there's a lot of stuff coming up, which is cool though as well. So I mean, I think like Mary said, it's a good starting point. and It's not done badly at the box office. If it meets the Silent Voices box office, you know, like I just hoped it would break. Like, kind of break 200, 250, you know? Like, so, we'll see. I mean, maybe it'll still break 200. We'll see. Not because my bet yeah to well, like right uh, my, my, or anything. My uh, bet's
2: still on, that, on the uh, far side of that scale as well. So, yeah, yeah I'm kind of hoping it breaks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can <laughs> Go see a
0: few more times. keep, to yeah, numbers. keep those numbers up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting That's talking about how it looks because when I was in London over the past few weeks to watch Arsenal games, a couple of the chief stations, there were massive posters for Mary and the Witch's Flower. Yeah. And the poster sticks out brilliantly. Yeah. Like you, you, you walk down one of the corridors leading to one of the lines and whatnot. It really, really sticks out. But it was very interesting just sort of watching people in front who just maybe with a quick glance look back. Sometimes that's very telling, especially when it's like a, like a family or something and there's kids there and even the kids don't bat an eyelid at a poster. Sometimes it's very telling. Whereas, as a comparison, when we were putting your name in cinema for the first time, I was in London. I think I stood at Oxford Circus tube station for like 20 minutes, just out of curiosity, just watching people, which probably looked creepy in some ways on the security camera, but that's a debate for another day. Well, but I was just...
2: something, guttural, I just uh,
0: staring at people. Pretty much. Person, yeah. <laughs> but, breathing um, heavily or... No, just... Something, Standing at... pretending I was on my phone just looking that's pretty worse though. so you're sure
2: they were looking at the poster just making sure they weren't looking at you
0: <laughs> about... <laughs> who knows but um, but there were people actually stopping to look at the poster because it was a very striking image and I would argue that the Mary and the Witch's Flower one is almost equally striking in a different way but it was just again just interesting to see that didn't capture people but why sort of what's the reason that that didn't grab people and mm. make them look well, like... We, them. Showed a lot, we showed out a lot on Subliminal Ink for our... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean if
3: I'm, being, if I'm being honest, I think it's timing, mm. like, to an extent. I mean, if, like, the film was released almost a year after it came out in Japan. It Its first film festival encounter in the UK was... like, there was no film festival buzz really full stop for it. I mean, barring animation, it's film like in uh, LA. Mm. Like, so... Which is still was still in its inaugural year, so it's kind of a hard one to draw attention because there was a lot of big stuff in, in the festival that year. So the trouble is, the first festival it came out for was uh, the Glasgow Film Festival. The UK premiere was in the Glasgow Film Festival, which so, was great, and it would have been great as well if it hadn't been for the massive amount of snow that week, which meant some people still made it in at that point because it was on the tail end. The, the beast. attendance was good, but beast. But like at the end of the day, it was. Yeah, like, I remember it was was obviously a knock-off on that frontier, and it was harder for the press, more importantly, like, from down south or such, to make it. Like, the whole of Fright Fest for Scotland had to turn around and go back. They got stuck out. of Carlisle? You got stuck in Carlisle? I was oh, talking God. to them on my phone, like, going, Hey, how you doing? He's so, like, in Carlisle! So, I mean, yeah, like, basically they had to turn around. Um, so, yeah, like, it's kind of... It's a tough one when you're that far out, and... You do that screening first, then there's a gap, then there's a screening in April across 168 screens or so, which doesn't do so well mm. in terms of box office, so versus the excitement. What was meant to be fan screenings doesn't really come together, mm. like, and then you do the screenings in May, so it's kind of a elongated effect. The good news, though, is with that coming, is even if... Like it's been a bumpy road commercially in the UK, theatrically. No, and I say bumpy in a loose sense, we would all be perfectly happy with that kind of box office performance. The like for anime, the critical reaction has been has been really good. I mean I caught several of the Good Guardian articles. Oh well, Commode liked it? I liked it. I've, I liked it as well for what it's worth. I see what Jeremy like not Jeremy, what Keith sorry, Hi, my great. brain's gone. Uh, <laughs> like what Keith says about it as well. Like I mean, like I I totally get that. And it took me a lot... It took me until the theatrical from the UK to buckle down to go and see it. But... Yeah. Like, I mean, I... Like... Yeah. It, it's done well, all in all, critically mm. and such. So, I mean...
0: <laughs> we shall see. But, uh, But, um, how are we doing? Yeah, we've got a few more minutes, so let's get into some questions from the Twitterverse. Thank you to everyone who did send in questions, and again, apologies for, for the delay in the podcast, but let's get to a few of them today, and then we'll save some for another time. First of all... From Warbs, are the
3: vinyls still on track? Since we didn't announce when they would come out, yes, I'm going to say. Um, They are on a set of tracks. Ah, see what you did there, Jessica? Uh, (laughs) uh, No, it's all going okay. I can't really add more. It's a really complex process offering, like, vinyl, and we're still learning the, the ropes there, to be honest. I'd rather get it right the first time than cock it up. So as soon as I have something, you will hear it. I'd say... At the moment, the silent voice is the most likely to be out the door first, <laughs> like um, followed by one or two others. Like, but we're aiming for, once we do get the train rolling on it, like, and basically we're aiming for one every two months, like basically, so you'll get about five a year. That's the goal anyway, We'll, we'll be pretty selective about it. I've actually got basically a first year lined up already of it, so it's just about getting the audio to a quality we are comfortable releasing it with, um, and that's the most important part. Next
0: question, from Darren: if you could turn any TV series or movie into an anime, what would it be, and why? Huh. If you could turn any TV series or movie into an anime, what would it be, and why? Yeah. The, 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 just anything, this might be one that we defer to maybe to the next podcast, so we have a bit of time to think about it.
3: No, no, I mean, I think I think actually on the spot is a far better time to do it, to be honest. Like, cause you're very, like you're pressed to actually think about what's, what's good.
2: I mean, so who's gonna answer that one first, then?
3: Well, I think
1: it lies on uh, our favorites. Yes, I would say billions. I love that.
3: Mm. Of course, and so, look, you'd say
1: that. yeah, and I think it will make a great uh, anime series.
3: Yeah, I think it would as well. Because,
1: you know, the story is solid. That's what I like about Billions. Mm. It's about really like a Japanese um, structure in terms of, you know, how the episode, our the characters and sub-stories uh, cross each other. So I would say that one might work. Okay. But it's more for an adult kind of audience. It's not really for... <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. But that's a good thing, though. I was thinking, if, like, I, I, was like, oh, I have no ideas, and then I suddenly went from like zero to three ideas. I think. Um, tell us one of them, Andrew. What? Well, I mean, like, it depends if you're following kind of the, I like, I. It was several shows I love, which I think could have been made as live action. To be honest, like, Monster, for example, could have been a live action thriller. As well, I'm not saying I'm necessarily talking commercial hits. Like all the ones I would personally like to see is something like The Night Manager would be great. Like if you're following that kind of vibe. Same for The Wire. Like, The Wire would work as a procedural piece, like, in anime, if you followed something like the monster vibe or such, basically. Or, like, that kind of area, basically. It fits the kind of seinen vibe. Like, pretty well, actually, to be honest. The Um, Expanse. The Expanse was also on my list of things. Well, actually, I don't know if The Expanse would work, because sci-fi is very difficult to get right with anime. You need a lot of budget the expanse was made on a very low budget for for yeah. sci-fi for a sci-fi B- being unless assuming in that's movie. assuming
2: this hypothetical
3: question that your series gets a decent budget it gets the budget it requires yeah, yeah. in which case so yeah the expanse would be great but maybe in a movie more than a TV I think mean, the expanse series. is a movie yeah. like you could make a story out of the expanse spans a movie i guess more than a TV series you could take an isolated mm. story from within it and basically make something out of it, i think mm.
4: andy i mean i think if you're talking decent budget sci-fi anime i would be really interested to see what somebody could do with the doctor here. Yeah, i was gonna say Doctor. because you yeah. know t- take away all of the kind of constraints of live action and kind of bad monster costumes and stuff that that shows historically <laughs> had yes yeah. yeah. you know you, you could do some real interesting stuff I, f- I feel like i've seen like one or two like short fan pieces where they've animated their own thing and it always looks really cool So
3: i think you could you could do some interesting stuff uh-oh go on andrew mr robot as well, yes. Mister. Speaking of sci-fi and like, not sci-fi and like modern sci-fi and such. Think of how good that that. would I give me, uh, I can't give too much away because there's a film I would compare Mister. Robot to in some ways, but if I do, it immediately gives away the entire first season. Yeah, plot. please don't, because that's so, still on my watch list. Or speaking of films, Memento, yeah. or Black Mirror, or anything from Black. Well, I, you see, I don't know Black Mirror again. Anthology work is sometimes very difficult to make work as anime. I mean, like, take Junji Ito's stuff, for example. I mean, I like uh, there's a lot of people I know who love Junji Ito, Ito's work as horror pieces, but who don't like the anime, because it just, it's very hard to adapt. I feel like if you wanted to do an anime, um, like, if you had to do that kind of piece, it would have to be, like, OVA length. Like, it would have to be definitely OVA, like, Black Mirror OVAs of 50 minutes like to carry it
2: what about you keith uh, i think for similar reasons to mr hanley i mean they did a good job in the, in the day sticking with the uh limited effects uh, budget and systems they had but i would love to see babylon 5 good shout Given the old uh, sci fi anime makeover, because god, if only for some of the battle scenes you could do, it would be spectacular.
3: See, I would have gone as well for Babylon, not Babylon 5, but Blake 7. Blake 7 would be Oh, me. god. Because that was rife with terrible, like, that was like a cut price Doctor Who of the time, which says a lot about <laughs> the uh, integrity to sci fi, like, to standards of CG and effects, but they kept talking about rebooting it recently, like, to be set like kind of like a new generation where like Avon's on basically a deserted planet and people end up like some kids basically end up finding him and get roped into basically the whole thing all over again but like where Avon is like well, well,
2: in crushing disappointment again yeah, cuz that, that was the beauty of that show
3: that was the beauty of that show like they they managed to end it in a way that wasn't it was all a dream but still left you going <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'd I'd love to see B five. Uh, yeah, because you could do some really good stuff with that. Mm.
0: For me, just to pick like a film or a TV series at random, although <laughs> we basically got it with some of the other stuff that's come. I would love to see Minority Port rem- made into an anime, because I think there's a lot you could do, especially with how tech the technology. i thought to That's really, the thing. That's
3: yeah. why I said. It yeah, much yeah. had, no, but yeah. as in, but that
0: sp- specific story though. Oh, okay. Like the story of the film minority report because though I like, can't stand Tom Cruise it is a good film <laughs> Tom <laughs> cruise Uh otherwise I would say The Walking Dead more just because zombies it could be ultra-violent occasionally you need a good ultra-violent anime yeah
2: true true. Uh, I hope that's a satisfactory answer
0: <laughs> yeah no, if anyone might come back to it again in the future or do a variance on it and uh, just because we're nearly out of time when it comes to our recording schedule people uh, final question from our events manager
3: the manager Chris Brown Oh god Which is Why am I not allowed To sleep at my desk The answer is You are allowed To sleep at your desk Just not sleep At MCM Comic Con <laughs> <laughs> um, You can play this clip Back to your Your bosses And see what happens <laughs> Afterwards I feel it's The most important question We've ever had On the podcast You'll have time to rest When you're dead <laughs> 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 I'm tempted
0: to, to make show title Now I had something else But there you go But, folks, thank you very much for listening. We are going to have another podcast again next week. As I mentioned, we'll keep these questions back. We may put out a call for some more as well. But thank you very much for listening. From all of us at Team Anime Limited, make sure you hit up alltheanime.com and our blog to catch up on all those announcements that I mentioned earlier in the show. But where can they get the blog address? Where, Jeremy? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They might have to scroll back to, I don't know, the first five minutes of the show to find out but blog.alltheanime.com
3: seriously go to blog.alltheanime.com
2: I'm <laughs> really begging you yeah if, if, if it doesn't get a certain amount of hits per hour the electronic collar we have on Jeremy goes off
0: <laughs> it's a big collar <laughs> on that note folks thank you very much for listening Team Anime Limited signing out bye bye, bye.
1: bye. <laughs>